Hello and welcome to the IMB podcast brought to you by the communications office and the student media cell of IIM Bangalore. The new podcast series aims to become a platform to discuss the latest business, economic, management and social issues that matter. The podcast will witness IIM Bangalore fraternity including but not limited to the faculty members, students and alumni providing their insights and perspectives to the topics and issues that surround us. The world has been struck by an unprecedented crisis that is the COVID-19 pandemic. It is a classic testament of the VUCA world that we live in. The entire 2020 as it comes to a close has been one of pandemonium, despair and fear as countries imposed lockdowns, created emergency health facilities and slowly started opening up to recover the stalled economies. With the first set of vaccination happening in the UK, US and numerous other countries planning to start with the process there is some hope in the endurance of humanity and its will to fight one critical element during a crisis is effective communication by the leaders at the helm of affairs be it a political head communicating with the citizens or ceo interacting with the stakeholders such as employees customers or suppliers and on this important topic of communication for leaders in the times of crisis we have with us a communication expert and an adjunct professor at iim bangalore in the communication area professor rakesh godwani he happens to be an author and runs his own venture school of meaningful experiences welcome professor godwani to the imb podcast series it is a pleasure to host you for an episode and congratulations for the seed fund for your venture school of meaningful experiences thank you very much yash thanks for having me yeah. professor we intend to cover some ground in this podcast we will start with basic building blocks of effective communication and how it becomes important during crisis to communicate effectively we will then shift on to the virtual world that covid-19 has induced and how it changes the dynamics of communication mm-hmm. along with all this we will also seek your insights on how to develop the skills for effective communication let me start with a very basic question for the sake of setting the context for this episode what is effective communication and why it is important so I, communication is like a ocean and uh, it pervades all knowledge forms and systems uh it cuts through human behavior it cuts through political sciences it cuts through arts it cuts through sciences uh everything is about communication and this is where behavior also comes in so it's very important for us to draw some kind of walls around the subject which is what effective communication starts to do and we are in a business school so the simplest way to understand effective communication is that when you communicate something to someone will that someone agree with you and get your work done and if the answer is yes we can call it effective communication if the answer is no then it is communication of some form but it is not effective so to give you a an answer example let's say you go to a business meeting and you want to influence your bosses and clients to adopt a new way of product and to make that product you need let's say a million dollars and you communicate using a presentation slides and you know oratory and all that stuff and everybody enjoyed your presentation they congratulated you but i think it is not effective because you did not get the approval of 1 million dollars so if you get the approval of 1 million dollars it's effective if you got what you wanted from the audience it's effective if you have just impressed the audience and they clapped we are not sure if at least in business circumstances it would be called as a 
effective communication so that is what i usually start my courses with and uh, all of us have an objective and the objective can be divided into a primary objective or a secondary objective if you as a communicator meets your objective whether it is primary or secondary doesn't matter but if you meet your objective then you have been an effective communicator thank you professor that really sets the context let me build on the context a little more what are some critical elements of effective communication and how do they change in times of crisis such as recession pandemic events of war natural calamities and others yeah so first of all if we take a very normal scenario of communication i always um like to explain my subject using food and the person who decides whether the food is good or not is the audience the person who eats the dish the tasters not the chef so you may be a great chef but if the person doesn't like your food to that person you are horrible and that's where the audience analysis and the audience plays a very crucial form of communication so when times are simple everybody is happy this subject has some basic elements that implement the whole structure that communication is effective when the audience agrees with you audience will agree based on various parameters but the most simplest are that the audience finds this conversation uh, logical and understandable the audience finds that you know you are a person who can be trusted or the topic is a topic that is relevant and trustworthy and finally if the audience feels some kind of an emotional tug in their minds to get things done and this is the a theory of rhetoric and uh, influence it is much more complex than these three things but for a simple argument sake i think let's continue that in normal circumstances if you are able to answer four basic questions to your audiences and these four basic questions are who are you what do you want from me why would i agree with you and what's in it for me i think more or less your communication can be effective and we teach this as subjects called persuasion and rhetoric but in times of crisis everything collapses because this audience is not a normal audience their brains are going through a lot and if i were to just take a moment and define crisis according to dictionary here is what dictionary defines a crisis as a crucial or decisive point in a situation or a turning point an unstable condition it could be political social economic involving an impending abrupt or decisive change a sudden change in the course of a disease or fever towards either improvisation or deterioration an emotionally stressful event or traumatic change in a person's life a point in a story or drama when a conflict reaches its highest tension and must be resolved so now let's look at crisis and this person experiencing a crisis he is not happy he is going through severe emotional crisis which is he could be experiencing fear anxiety terror extreme forms of depression extreme forms of unexplained emotions that in normal day to day life in a restaurant they may not experience so their minds are in a 
overdrive. And this is where there are multiple theories and behavior sciences that explain that there could be the amygdala hijack, which means that, you know, your brain is performing as if it is terrorized and it is protecting itself. So you go into self-preservation mode, you start thinking in strange behaviors. So it is not a very rational situation. And when a human being is going through such a rational time or an irrational time, what you communicate to this person is of extreme importance. So when you are looking at COVID-19, and to give you an example of a student or an employee who has just received an email that, you know, your job is in danger because of COVID-19 and economy is not doing very well, this poor person might experience a tremendous emotional distress, which is a crisis. And in a crisis, you know, things don't remain the same. You definitely lose something. And that lose something is a very bad emotion. So we are not a society that takes losses very kindly. We react to it. So we protect the loss. We go into denial. We go into protection. This is the kind of audience you have to now communicate to. And the normal theories of communication survive, but then you have to add more and more theories to make sure that you're able to make your communication effective. So coming to the question, I think at times of crisis, you really see leadership come out. Those people who are able to deal with the situation and communicate effectively are called the true leaders. There are so many examples of leaders who have bungled the whole situation just because they were not able to handle the crisis. They were not able to handle their audiences. And they themselves, you know, many times go through severe uh, problems. Like, for example, if you remember the movie Titanic, uh, if, if you ask this question to anyone that what do you remember about the captain of the Titanic? Most people would say that, you know, this person did not leave the ship. He made sure everybody uh, is, you know, given a preference to the boats and there was a system to do that. Many of them perished, but he did not choose to go on the boat and he perished with the boat. So he sank down with the Titanic. And this is known as leadership in crisis. And many of the leaders don't even bother to do that. And if you look at the newspapers who give us interesting news, you can see these leaders who are not the right leaders because they bail ship the first hit stone that hits it. So crisis communication is an extreme form of leadership because the audience is watching you. They are looking at how you are behaving yourself. They are looking at what you are saying. They are obeying you or disagreeing with you based on the words. And they are able to now get things done. So good commanders, good leaders, good captains, uh, good teachers, good fathers, good mothers, uh, they are all regarded on how they deal adversity and crisis and how we deal with our own behavior and our words is a very critical part of audiences trusting us and following us so crisis communication is a separate subject in its own right because the laws of effective communication do not uh, fulfill all the time you have to apply interdisciplinary uh, concepts which is behavioral communication strategic thinking, creative thinking, uh, out-of-the-box thinking, 
to come up with a communication plan which will then mitigate the problem and hopefully resolve it and my last comment on this question is that one must remember that when we say that i am in a crisis i think we know that something is going wrong the world will not be the same from now on and we will lose something so you know a family which is going through a health crisis knows ki boss something will die or someone will die or i might lose a arm or a leg or my health will not be the same so that's why we use the word crisis and a very significant part for everyone including the leader is to realize that we are in one of the worst times that we are witnessing the world will not be the same and we will lose something we will lose money we will lose health we will lose relationships we might lose our lives and in that situation how you choose to say certain words how you choose to respond to these people and problems is the future leadership of the world around you so that is crisis communication those were really wonderful insights on leadership and communication as you say sir we are in an unprecedented time no one re- knew really that a virus from wuhan could bring a world to a screeching halt mm. can you give us some examples of effective and impactful communication from the leaders during this particular crisis which is the covid crisis and what are the learnings for all of us due from those examples yeah so you know all of us including me are going through severe crisis my startup went through crisis it is still going through crisis uh, we lost some money we also gained some money but i think i'm grateful that we are alive and healthy uh and at times like these there are some examples one must start looking at and i'll give you two examples one is a negative example one is a positive example uh there's a lot of good work done in this area on how human beings behave very differently in situations like this and pandemic is a very good case study that covid 19 there are still many people who think ki it is a fraud and it's like a big sham and you know mask pen they say what what will happen if i wear a mask and nothing has happened to me i'm fine so things are all okay human beings are actually very strange beasts and uh, and i give this example using a scenario where lot of people when they smoke and they eat all kinds of you know fatty foods and they are all healthy they feel that nothing will happen to them so their behavior is defined by what is happening to them but the day they get their first heart attack or a severe warning or a diabetic warning from the doctor is the day they suddenly start exercising very well they you know start even praying to god they change themselves very well so in this situation there is a very famous uh, story about a fire that happened in a very big uh, hall and that hall was full of rich people it was like a fundraiser uh, that was going on and the who's who of that city were sitting in that hall and a small boy who was and this is like 1930s and this boy was from a marginalized community and he was serving the people and he noticed a fire in the hall and he told someone that hey there is fire in the hall please make sure that people are safe and take them to the exit 
बट द हेड वेटर फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल थॉट की यू आर अ स्मॉल बॉय एंड दैट टू फ्रॉम अ मार्जिनलाइज कम्युनिटी वॉट डू यू नो अबाउट इवेंट्स एंड मैनेजिंग पीपल यू जस्ट डू योर वर्क सो दे इग्नोर द वॉर्निंग एंड दैट फायर एक्चुअली एनगल्फ द एंटायर प्रमाइज एंड लॉट ऑफ पीपल डाइट दैट डे सो वन ऑफ द थिंग्स दैट लीडर समटाइम्स डू नॉट रियलाइज इज दैट देयर एम्प्लॉयज देयर टीम्स गिव दैम द वार्निंग साइंस एंड दे डिसरिगार्ड इट in fact there are so many cases where a young engineer would come to the ceo and say that sir this product is not doing very well we should close it because it's bleeding but the ceo would be probably a victim of their arrogance and uh, could be under pressure from the stock market and vcs and shareholders who want results on spreadsheets and they would shut the engineers and the young employees away but over time this product will keep bleeding and one day everybody is gone so what happens is that leaders have to first of all stay connected to what's going on around them and the signs are given by their employees their customers the shareholders the markets and if this leader is arrogant and egoist then i think that whole organization will collapse just like how many people lost their lives that day and there is another case study called the man gulch tragedy which talks about it that how uh, a logical step seemed very illogical at that time of crisis because human beings don't react to the crisis very well the second case study is about uh, how a good company like airbnb handled the crisis they knew that tourism is going to be impacted they knew that all their properties are not going to be taken up by people because this covid-19 and the pandemic will cause people to stop traveling and jobs will be impacted and i really liked how the ceos and the uh, seniors came together were available um, wrote to the employees and there's a i think a published email from brian chesky on how he used words like love and emotions and care because this is the time you have to become a human being i mean you can't be a logical person because crisis is a time where logic may not make sense i think emotions are ruling everyone and the emotions are very very difficult to comprehend so you don't know whether this emotion is right or wrong you have no way of dealing with the situation you're just sometimes helpless but at times like this when you are communicating with your audiences and you can bring those emotional tools that are available to you i think human beings do a little bit better and if you look at airbnb's way of uh, retrenching employees communicating with them telling them what's going to happen being honest about it being emotional about it and being apologetic about it is a very good example of how that company has uh, created that and you saw last week their share i think they went public and the share went bananas uh, i am not surprised that the world realizes that such companies and their leaders do have some good ethos and that good ethos may have a short term problem but a long term gain and this is where the world looks at these qualities in human beings to be able to invest in these companies now there are also cases where uh, bad leaders get away with their actions and there are many cases of like of these things that happen to us but i am of the opinion that when a company is going through a severe crisis 
like Airbnb and many more. Bring all your employees, talk to them, uh, share your personal problems also with them. Talk about how we will lose money, jobs, and it's going to be very unsafe. And make them stakeholders in that whole process. And uh, I feel that these companies have a better chance of survival rather than companies who hide information from employees and customers, do not know how to behave properly, abandon ship the first minute they get a chance. And we know that these people are not going to survive beyond the point. Thank you, sir. You gave two contrasting examples and that really was insightful. Shifting on to this crisis, uh, Professor, people have a lot of aversion to uncertainty and that's what Ellsworth's paradox tells us. Mm -hmm. So how should leaders communicate during a time of crisis? Should they be diplomatic and sugarcoat facts or should they be honest and true with their facts when they're communicated during a crisis? Yeah, so there is a theory that kind of explains that. And I, again, we really, yes, we do not know what's the right answer all the time. Communication as a subject is a very gray area. It borders on human feelings on one side and algorithms on the other side. So sometimes things work, sometimes things don't work. So I always say that this subject is like cooking, that the recipe exists. But using the same recipe, one cannot guarantee that the exact same taste will come because each human being has their own personal ways of adding salt, sugar, oil, butter, and that special secret sauce to make it interesting. So having said that, I'll give you a very simple theory that kind of demystifies how to answer that question. When you are in a crisis, you have a whole range of stakeholders to talk to. And you can divide this whole range of stakeholders in two broad areas. The first broad area is how involved are these stakeholders with you in the state of crisis? Are they directly involved or are they indirectly involved? So to give you an example, let's say you are sitting on a plane Heavens forbid that plane is going through a serious crisis and might crash. So the people who are inside the plane are directly involved. So their approach to communication will be very, very different. Now, there are some people whose relatives would be not on the plane, but they are, uh, let's say, uh, sitting in their homes waiting for their loved ones. And they are indirectly involved. Even the employees of this company are indirectly involved, but the cabin crew and the pilot are directly involved. So if you draw a line, let's say uh, X axis, right down on one side directly involved and on the other side indirectly involved. So you now get a spectrum. Now let's look at the second parameter. And we can again draw a line which is perpendicular to the first line. And we call this line how aware are the people uh, on this issue? Are they highly aware or are they very much unaware? So to give you a perspective, all the employees, the people on the ship or their relatives and everybody, they're highly aware of the issue. Uh, maybe the shareholders of the airline, the CEOs, everybody who's connected, even the city where the plane took off, 
and the plane is landing the entire air uh, traffic control fire brigade they are all directly involved because this is a crisis and then there are some people who are indirectly involved these are the people who are in the markets watching television they don't know what's happening and then one breaking news will come and that's when they'll start to know but then that breaking news would be the same thing which probably breaks all two seconds all the time so there is a plane crashing here there are 600 people dying there there is a controversy here so they are they are just sitting in their homes uh, enjoying the television so they are unaware beyond the point now the ceo of this airline has to cater to all of these constituencies that means he has to talk to people who are directly involved he has to talk to people who are indirectly involved he has to talk to people who are highly aware and he has to talk to people who are totally unaware and each of these constituencies will have different needs to give you a perspective the people on the plane they just want to know ki boss will i live or not they don't care about the compensation but the people who are below on the ground they want to know that okay let's say this plane crashes what is the compensation or insurances how do we handle all of that so there's a damage control mode then the employees will start thinking that boss if this plane crashes will i have my job because the company might just stop because of this incident and the people who are highly unaware it could be shareholders of this company on dalal street and let's say wall street they'll start selling the shares ki boss this event will shop will close the stock market very badly so should i sell my shares or should i not sell my shares and then there is this you know bloke watching television at home he would think that do i book my plane ticket on this airline next time because of this plane crash that is about to happen today the ceo has to now understand all of these things including his own job ki yaar do i have a job or not he is also in a crisis so this theory says that you have to plot a 2 by 2 matrix and talk to each of these constituencies depending on which quadrant they are in and research says that those of the audiences who are directly aware and highly involved they are looking at the ceo's logic and plan of action boss don't give me flowery sentences tell me what you are doing to save us and people who are watching the television and are indirectly aware and indirectly involved they are looking at the ceo's tie ki yaar isne why is he wearing a red tie why is he not wearing a brown tie because the plane is about to crash and red tie looks strange red tie looks as if he is going for a party so he should be dressed in a different way and i don't like this person so when you are in a crisis mode this is the way all of the constituencies including reporters media and you have to now create a crisis communication plan so to answer your question you have to first of all create a tiger team who manages communication there are corporate communication departments and pr agencies who serve, who support you and they will help you uh, draft a plan of action so there's a press release that press release is for certain constituencies then there is a release to the employee people inside the plane 
and all of these releases are consistent because if there is inconsistency panic will set in and the whole world will attack you and you have to manage this entire process like a military precision because if somebody is finding faults then they'll start tweeting about it they'll put on facebook ki are this ceo in his release said ki they are doing compensation that means they have declared that the plane will crash and the people who are the relatives of this uh, people inside the plane they'll go on a frenzy they'll start uh, attacking the offices and the people inside the plane including the pilots and the crew members they'll feel very bad ki are we are alive but the ceo is saying all kinds of things so now the whole organization falls apart just because the ceo was not able to handle all of these things so if i was a ceo of such an unfortunate airline and an unfortunate incident i would talk to the relatives and the employees and the shareholders with lot of emotion and tell them that i pray that things are safe but i don't know what's going to happen i will convey all my support to the pilot and the crew and tell them that right now please focus on safety everything else is secondary so i'll give them logical information i'll tell them that i have cleared a runway for you so go and land there and we are sending five uh, you know fire brigade departments everybody is prepared so we are doing our best you just land safely and we'll take care of the rest then you go to the television and you say things like that we have a very unfortunate incident we pray to god that everybody is safe and i request you to join us in this prayer then you go to the shareholders meeting and people who are booking tickets like the booking agents and tell them that we are prepared for this we have worked hard on this uh, as of now things look good i'll come back to you in one hour and tell you what's going to happen and this process has to happen every 5 minutes and you cannot let it go and ceos and leaders cannot you know outsource this to some smart communicator this is the ceo's job and, and you cannot go golfing around i mean one of the most heartbreaking stories of the wall street bubble uh, yash uh, this was in 2008 subprime crisis when the whole world is melting many of these wall street uh, you know big companies that our students aspire to be a part of their ceos were golfing around and they were not accessible the media was calling them their employees were calling them there is a very famous case study of uh, the i think the chairman or the ceo of bear stains and uh, he was actually golfing along with many other billionaires and the whole world collapsed around him and he was unavailable because he because he was holiday and this is what is the problem of crisis communication that when the world needs you you have to be there you cannot be partying on a island because that is against the uh, crisis part that your company is going down you cannot be on a holiday you have to be there you have to roll your sleeves and be a part of crisis and in this crisis your shirt pant will get dirty you might lose your arm and leg your compensation will go away you might even lose your job so be prepared for it but use human behaviors and emotions to deal with it be honest about it and you don't have to put a spreadsheet of analysis on what's going to happen in the plane 
i think you should come and talk about it like any father or a mother would come to his or her family members and say that hey one of us is dying and i need your help and i need your help because this is the time we all have to come together and there is no other way to deal with the situation so use a combination of emotions use a combination of logic which is factual do not beat around the bush answer the questions which are most important to all the stakeholders and do that every 10 minutes 15 minutes one hour with the help of a pr agency or a corporate communication department thank you sir you have really broken down this very well for us you have touched upon elements of emotions empathy and frequency of communication often great communications is tantamount to a conversation when leaders speak each person in an audience feels a personalized connection it is yeah. often done using storytelling technique to communicate with the audience an ancient proverb says tell me a fact and i will learn tell me the truth and i will believe tell me a story and it will live in my heart forever do you think storytelling is a critical element of for communicating as leaders is it an effective medium during crisis when people look out for certainty and facts um so storytelling and anecdotal conversation always is the highest form of communication um so in my course that i teach uh, at iim bangalore and also at the work i do in my startup many of my clients come and say and my students say that sir we want to learn storytelling and i always request them that storytelling requires a tremendous amount of curiosity and cognitive powers of the speaker because your brain should have lots of stories uh, movies anecdotes like right now you recited a quote from a very famous person that level of intelligence and if you're a leader who reads a lot who travels a lot and has lots of information you can be a great storyteller so the answer to your question is yes stories are extremely uh, fruitful and uh, powerful tools but it has to be used at the right place at the right time so i'll give you an example if there is a crisis in the plane and the plane is about to crash and the ceo gives this motivational story of world war 2 i have a feeling that he'll get one chappal and tomato right there because the time is inappropriate i think at that point of time he has to do things differently but in hindsight if he can connect one sentence from let's say scripture or a story which we all know but a, a part of that story that gives us hope i think the ceo will become very popular and i'll my favorite example is uh, barack obama and uh, barack obama Uh, this happened in 2012 or 13 uh, there were there was this unfortunate incident of uh, 32 children being shot dead in a school in connecticut which happens almost every year in america uh, heartbreaking news every time i read it uh, it burns my heart that here is a country that just doesn't control their guns uh, and there there there's a historic problem there so it's not about a country it's a, it's a strange cultural issue as well so leaving that cultural part aside uh, obama tried to do a lot about this gun control and did not succeed and 
there was this unfortunate shooting and 32 children died and this is this video is there on youtube and obama comes and uh, he's fighting his tears you can see him wiping his tears that day and he uses the words of scriptures he even says things like that you know i am heartbroken but i am today in evening i'm just going to go and hug my children and my wife and pray a, say a prayer for all these families and i want all of you to join me and that's an amazing story and a heartwarming episode so storytelling is extremely powerful and i encourage all of you to equip yourself with the right stories right anecdotes right examples which can be used at the right time because stories are very emotional and in crisis people are emotional so you have to then use the right story or the right quotation the right saying and i last week i was in a group of people who very enlightened human beings and one of them was a senior bureaucrat from the uh, central ministry and uh, and he a very well read human being and uh, has written many books and you could see because his answers were so full of information and he made this amazing remark so somebody asked him a question ki sir you have a tough job you have to please the politicians also and you have to please the people also and how do you do that and he gave this answer with a poetry which is very famously available and the second part of this poem says ki yaar this job is like a war aur hame तीर भी चलाने हैं और परिंदों को भी बचाना है विच मीन्स इन माई जॉब आई हैव टू शूट एरोज बट इन सच अ वे दैट आई डोंट हार्म द बर्ड्स नाउ दिस वन लाइन आंसर एवरी थिंग आई डोंट हैव टू एक्सप्लेन इट एंड वॉट ही वॉज ट्राइंग टू से इज दैट दिस इज एन आर्ट एंड आई हैव टू बैलेंस द टू एंड द सेम थिंग यश यू ऑल्सो आस्ट मी दैट इन टाइम्स ऑफ क्राइसिस your storytelling ability and your ability to connect people on emotions is superior form of communication in fact if you watch this movie called lincoln uh, abraham lincoln's uh, movie which won the oscars i think it was 2014 or 15 or maybe i'm kind of wrong uh, brilliant movie when it comes to communication persuasion and the movie kind of shows the uh, amendment that was being passed in the senate and that entire few months of devastating war in america and how lincoln was trying to keep a country together and this emancipation proclamation 13th amendment i could be wrong in my facts so pardon me if i get that wrong but this was a time of tumult and you should see that movie because there was like a devastating scene of war going on and lincoln would entertain people with his stories and make people smile and uh, there was this one guy who actually screamed at him and said that i am done with your stories enough of your stories but lincoln had this way of connecting with people using stories and lincoln is also one guy whose famous gettysburg address is considered to be the finest speech Uh, ever and if you look at that speech it is just about 270 words approximately just about two and a half minutes and it was given at a time when the entire war has devastated a country 
he chooses this words 270 words to heal people and even till now those famous words that the government of the people by the people for the people connects with every human being and a whole new civilization was created because of this world and we are all enjoying these words and if you look at gandhi's words if you look at all the famous words mother teresa's words mandela's words they all bring emotions and stories and anecdotes into their conversation and these stories and anecdotes and if you look at martin luther king's i have a dream speech it is nothing but storytelling the words of uh, sometimes biblical words and they do seem to have a healing power on the people so i do encourage people to become better storytellers and uh, collect stories so that at times of crisis they can help us deal with the emotions of our audiences thank you sir uh, the obama example was really topical as well as spielberg's lincoln movie is one of my favorites your examples take me to the next question it is generally observed that gestures and non verbal cues are also important for effective communication we all remember how the talk you showed us in the communication class where the speaker used gumballs to make a point on immigration or hans rosling using props for explaining global poverty and population growth however the current crisis has forced us into a virtual world whether we like it or not it is a world of zoom calls webinars and such non verbal cues are hard to convey and pick up in such virtual settings how does communication strategy change in the new virtual world that we are living in yeah brilliant question yash so this is where your face and your gestures are gone but your tone and your voice is very critical and uh, our voice is one of the most strong flavors of communication uh, the speed at which we sh- at which we speak the pauses that we have the clarity of our tone and i'm not saying that we should speak with utmost tharurian kind of a diction i mean all of us have our own diction problems we have gujarati marathi italian chinese accents and there's nothing wrong in that but our tone conveys a lot of emotions like you can feel the sincerity in the voice of the speaker just in the tone you can feel the emotions of excitement sadness joy just in the tone so i encourage you to watch this movie called uh, the king's speech and uh, somewhere in 1930s uh, 20s and 30s there were no televisions uh, beyond the point it was radio and i have grown on this voice of this amazing human being called amin sayani and uh, amin sayani's voice was like almost like the voice of god and uh, radio created that entire aura which i think today we are missing that we feel that zoom call face uh, you know we speak something we speak jargon that is communication and i don't agree with that in fact in a zoom call and with right now i'm trying to follow it myself i have consciously slowed down my speaking i speak very fast in a normal tone because i get excited but on a zoom call when we are recording this podcast i understand that i have to be slower i have to be very conscious about my tone 
and i have to practice it so when we practice storytelling or speaking we have to convey that energy and experience through our tone so my request to all of you is your voice unless there is a physical impairment uh, which is beyond uh, my control and that is uh, things that we uh, should be should be aware of our voice and our tones are extremely important so slow down make sure that you practice your words don't uh, speak more words that than what is required and be as clear as possible so that the other person gets your emotion using your voice because in zoom calls and in covid 19 looks like we are going to continue for at least 6 months to 9 months like this and even if after that when the vaccine comes i hope it solves the problem let's be prepared for a world where we will be isolated for some time so our voice and our connections have to be strengthened using whatever tools we have thank you professor that brings me to my penultimate question from this interaction we realize communication is a very important subject but we but we see it's not very present and very visible in a business school setting we don't have communication departments at iims or any other business schools in india additionally we also see an equivalence of communication to speaking english so my question to you is can communication be taught and if yes how do we teach it so i firmly believe communication can be taught yash because i am a standing example of a student who studied in a so called english medium school but every book was in hindi um, i come from a hindi speaking heartland uh, came to the world learned english um, if someone like me and i had severe stammering problem um, i also had severe self esteem issues uh which i talk very openly in my classes uh confidence issues and many of our students have these issues so if someone like me can learn to communicate anybody can learn to communicate the second thing is our indian education system is heavily skewed towards memorizing and uh, that creates a problem in communication because communication cannot be memorized it requires critical thinking logical thinking reasoning cognitive powers and then you structure your words into some language and that's where english comes in you can always think in hindi or gujarati or tamil or bengali and you can have a strong bengali accent that's fine i mean uh, unfortunately thanks to our macaulay education system which i think must be deleted for good um english is not communication and we also have a uh, vestiges of the british colonial era till now i mean i have heard students use the words that we are convent educated i think we should stop using these words um i think it's a privilege and we should be grateful for that uh, many of our indian students do not come from such schools they come from boards which are very vernacular i am very happy that national education policy 2020 has brought out an important element of education which is you should teach in a vernacular language now students have to understand one thing very clearly that english is the lingua franca of the business world that will not change 
and languages are important you should also learn chinese and spanish because they are spoken around the world and english is just one part of communication so we should learn these things together french is also an option german is an option uh, sanskrit is an option there's nothing that stops us from learning languages so human communication is about thinking structuring critical thinking confidence and then speaking and these are the basic forms that we should become experts in now india is also plagued with a little bit of a caste system in education where mathematical related subjects are treated with more respect than humanities and arts and uh, even in our business schools i mean professors who are from finance and strategy department get more students than uh, you know subjects in communication i mean so the students also do not trust the subjects of communication they just want finance coding economics hardcore subjects because they are able to tell in their resumes that we have done these subjects and our industries also do not take this thing in the right spirit that there is really no test of communication at least there is a test of economics and math and strategy and finance a student can claim that i am a good finance student based on certain exams communication is still not very measurable and it can't be according to me you can measure little bit of it but not too much so i feel that many of these institutions have figured out that first of all there is no faculty who can teach communication those who can teach communication are either english professors and that doesn't make it good business communication and second is many of the uh, communication faculty that we see are people from the corporate and they are not very good when it comes to teaching communication see you can you can talk very well i get that uh, many corporate people who have done business roles are very charismatic speakers but that doesn't mean that you can teach communication so teaching communication is a very different ball game there is a research area to that there are departments to that indian institutions including iims should invest in it they don't for whatever reason and uh, i think it's their they i'm sure they they will figure out how to solve this problem uh, but i think they sometimes don't even look beyond finance and strategy and i know many professors uh, in many iims who do not want to be called communication professors they'd rather be called hrob professors and communication is considered to be a very low level department and i hope at least institutes uh, like iims change that and iits and other nits and all other colleges when you look at a university the power of a university comes from interdisciplinary learning and uh, this is where good institutions have departments like social sciences mathematics business uh, biological sciences communication languages uh, and all of them combine together to give a student the learning experience of life many of these institutions are very boutique institutions and many of them do not have the right access to the manpower and faculty who can teach communication i did a phd only to uh, solve that problem and i hope i am able to request many more people out there listening to this podcast 
to take up a PhD in communication and apply to IIMs and IITs and all these colleges uh, because they need them. And these institutes want to create these departments, but it requires a little bit of critical mass. It also requires the institutions to invest in such departments, and that requires a leap of faith. So I hope that happens soon. Thanks, Professor. In the end, our audience is primarily business school students, business school aspirants, and young folks who would possibly occupy leadership positions in future. What should they do to develop themselves as effective communicators? What are the resources they should refer to? If you could enlighten on that point. Sure. Uh, see, like communication uh, or like mathematics or any subject, economics, finance, strategy, marketing, communication is a science. And there are books available on it, just like how students spend time sitting down reading those books of strategy and finance and marketing. I request them to read books on communication uh, without sounding extremely boastful. Uh, my book, What to Say, When to Shut Up, is a reasonable attempt to give an Indian student a quick start on communication from an Indian perspective. There are six steps I have laid down in that book, so you could start with that. And in the end of the book, there are plenty of resources, books, TED Talks that they could refer to. And TED Talks are an amazing source to learn these things. The second thing is, I encourage students to take up uh, courses of interdisciplinary nature. For example, you could look at a course in performing arts. And performing arts is a very critical element of confidence and communication. In fact, the book Natya Shastra is such a rich treatise that talks about how should you perform in front of a king. And if you look at a business student, you're performing in front of a CEO. And I look at leadership as a performance in front of an audience without diluting the ethical stand of it. So improv theater, performing arts, uh, public speaking courses, rhetoric courses, books like what I suggested, mine and two, three more. There is one more book by uh, Carmine Gallo. Chris Anderson, Nancy Duarte, Dale Carnegie. Uh, the books, there are plenty. There are storytelling courses available from Coursera. But please understand that this course or this subject is like swimming. You cannot learn to swim by reading a book. So please raise your hands in classrooms and ask questions. Uh, please come forward and engage on a conversation. Please step up and present your ideas in public forums and overcome your anxiety and glossophobia because I know the problem is not that we cannot communicate. The problem is that we are very afraid of failing. We are very afraid of what people will think of me. And we are very afraid of this pseudo uh, concept of my reputation. And these are things we should demystify to our students that you are going to be the future of our country. And if there is one reason I'm so passionate about communication is a very simple observation that I worked with multinationals and I traveled around the world and I sat in rooms where there were global people. And I saw that the Indians and many South Asians for that matter, 
we knew the most knowledge in our heads we knew everything about the product and the technology but we just didn't have the confidence to speak up and i saw the westerners completely unaware of the product had no knowledge i mean i would even question many of their iqs but their confidence is amazing and that's why they always became the leaders and we became followers and this is one thing i request all of the listeners of this podcast to that all of you are as good or better than anybody else in this world the only thing that is stopping you is your confidence and your lack of trying so please step up please speak up and don't worry about what people will think because if you are always going to be worried about what people are going to think and you will never change our country because all of you are future leaders of my country and i want you to take our country to the world's best level thanks a lot professor those were some thought provoking words on such a vast topic we've touched upon a range of issues and i'm sure that our audience is going to enjoy this episode of the imb podcast thank you yash so that's it from the imb podcast today we hope you enjoyed listening to it do send in your comments feedback and suggestions and we will be happy to read them have a great day and have a fruitful new year 2021